Pros and pros. Baseball in Orlando? That's a joke. Let's go, baby. So Hometown. We, uh, we're taping this a couple minutes after we did our, our 6 o'clock newscast. And I did this whole big... In a couple minutes, you mean... Uh, yeah, a couple minutes. Seven minutes, but okay. Uh, I, I did an editorial just bashing this this guy, Pat Williams, the, the co-founder of The Magic. This guy. He's not just some guy. No, he's a guy. The guy's a guy. He brought basketball cool. to Orlando. Cool. Brought the NBA cool. to the biggest tourist so, town in USS. So this guy... Not goes just on, some guy goes on disrespect some, goes on some tangent about bringing baseball to Orlando. So I wrote an editorial and I took shots at the city of Orlando, including shots at UCF. But the problem that we potentially may have encountered was we had this new security system here at work, which we all appreciate. More security, the better. But now you need a a swipe, a essentially like a credit card to get in to the studio area. From the makeup area. Speaking of credit cards, you know you left your wallet in the makeup area. Well, this right? is the point I'm bringing up right okay. now. So my my swipe is in my wallet. So I asked Ryan, as I'm hustling into the makeup room, let me get your swipe to A, get from the studio to the makeup room and back. Meantime, I was cutting it real close to deadline today. Um, and was put on the makeup. And as I was leaving the makeup room, I grabbed Ryan's swipe. Yep. Last second. By the way, good friend giving you my swipe. Last second. Not thinking if I don't grab this swipe at this moment, I'm not getting into the studio. It was just, hey, let me grab it to give it back to Ryan. And then I realized if I didn't grab that, I would have been stuck in the hallway between the makeup room and the studio with no way to communicate with anyone to let me back in. And we were two minutes to air. And then I thought, well, Ryan then would have had to do the editorial I wrote bashing said UCF nights. Well, I I would have ad-libbed said editorial and I would have thrown the fact in there that the reason why the city of Orlando deserves a major league baseball team is because they rallied around the 2017 undefeated national champions. And like I said, in my script, the city embraced and rallied around a bogus fake national. By the way, I've been reading up on Pat Williams because you said some guy. Yeah, some guy, Patty Williams. Williams. Do you know who Pat Williams is? Yeah, he co-founded the Magic. And now he's just a rich old dude who's bored and wants to stay relevant. He was a part of the 1983 uh, Philadelphia 76ers uh, championship, by the way. Okay. He did have a baseball career. He did? Uh, yeah. 1962, signed to the, to the Marlins. All right. Um, yeah. 1962, he was the signed general, the Marlins, he was the, you said? He was the general How manager. How could you sign, be signed by the Marlins in 1962? Signed him to the Miami Marlins, their minor league team in the Florida State the League. The minor league team. Got yeah. it. Uh, when the Carpenters, <laughs> he the Phillies appointed him to be the general manager of the Spartanburg Phillies. Um, yeah, so he's got a little baseball background. Doesn't matter. It's not going to work in Orlando. Not just that. He founded the, the the Magic organization in Orlando, brought the NBA to to the city. Beautiful. You, some guy. Some disrespect you have. Some guy. Wow. Some guy. We don't live in the past. We're moving forward. He's we we are moving forward, and he did retire. Uh, from the Magic, so he's officially out. Hey, maybe he's bored, you know? And he's like, well, That's hey, what it is. MLB wants to expand to two cities, and he's like, you know what? Let's let's create some buzz with bringing baseball to Orlando. We're going to debate this later on, on on our show tonight, but let me say this. Let me take the, the opposite approach, because I know the approach you're going to go down. I know the street you're going to go down. Would you agree with me on this? Because I've lived in Orlando. You have not. I went to school in Orlando. You did not. But you've lived thank in God Tampa. Thank God. You've lived in Tampa. And thank God for that, too. And, and you said this earlier. You think Orlando is a better sports town no than doubt. Tampa? There's, that's not even a debate. Much better sports city Orlando is Orlando than Tampa. Orlando is than Tampa. No doubt. With that being said, there is a passion in that city for their teams. 
Orlando City Soccer when that when they become became an MLS franchise, the the passion. I mean, that stadium sold out season tickets in in a in snap of a finger. The Orlando Magic, who by the way have been god awful, god awful since they went to the NBA Finals and played the Lakers, that the attendance at those games are is strong. quite impressive. Yeah, they're strong. Now again, location of that arena right in downtown Orlando. Uh, you know, people love basketball in that city. They go, I think, more to to also see the away teams than they do just the home team. Great attendance for that. UCF this year sold out season tickets for Spectrum Stadium for the first time in its history. Orlando is a good sports city, no doubt. and I genuinely think, I genuinely think, if Major League Baseball officially came to the city of Orlando, there would be at least initially a lot of support for a major league team in Orlando. Nah. A lot of support. And I do agree that tourism has something to do with it. I mean, I think they said if 2% of all tourists just went to baseball games, they'd have more attendance than the Marlins and the, and the Rays. That's, that's a the, ridiculous But it theory isn't that hard to do when you're averaging 13,000, 14,000 fans a night. It's a ridiculous theory. If that's the case, the Marlins and the Rays would have no problem. If their tourists went to baseball games, they would have no problem. So what's your problem then with the city of Orlando? Seeing as it's the fact that you've pointed out with the city you, of Orlando. you've pointed out that that city is a very passionate sports town. They support their their sports teams. What's your issue with the city of Orlando wanting a major league baseball I'm team? I'm not concerned with the city of Orlando. I'm concerned with the state of Florida. This state as a whole does not care about major league baseball for 162 games. They are all in from February through March. When April hits, it's over. So spring training they're and all in. And nobody cares. Spring training, they're all in because people are here for their teams for two months, and that's it. There is no city in this state that appreciates and embraces baseball from April through October. Much like Miami, not as much as Miami, but much like Miami. Orlando has a very uh, big Hispanic population, especially How's that Puerto going Rican. for Miami? Well, but there's a little bit of a different story down there, dude, because they've been burned by that organization three, four, five times. The whole that organization uh, Fidel Castro comments, series. The Ozzie and Fidel Castro comments did not win them over in the Hispanic community very well, and they lost a huge portion of their fan base from that as well. So it's a little bit of a different story. Let me tell you, if Orlando got it a Major League Baseball team, Initially, it would be very successful. I don't know if it would be sustained over time, but I'll tell you what. I, I think it, it is in Major League Baseball's best interest to look into it at least because I think that's at least a city, unlike Portland, unlike Nashville, Tennessee, unlike Charlotte, North Carolina, where we've seen a lot of support and success for their sports teams. That's why I think baseball should look into it. I'm not saying move a team there, and if you're looking at two expansions, one of them has to go in Orlando. But they would be doing themselves a disservice if they didn't look at the city of Orlando. The Dolphins draw. The Lightning draw. The Heat draw. The Bucks do draw unless they're absolutely putrid. Which they've been this year. Which Their been attendance has been going down each year, though. But. All of those teams draw. But the baseball teams in those two cities don't draw. The Rays have been an above- average baseball team for the last decade they went to a world series and they have won an average of 86 games a year nobody goes the marlins had Giancarlo stanton a superstar they had an all-star ozuna and yelich in the outfield they had the well, best but they out- weren't they also ozuna or yelich wasn't yelich at that Correct, time he but was, they still i mean they, they still had they won the best two, outfield in the NL. they won two world series nobody goes for whatever reason it is, we there's there's a million different theories of why baseball isn't embraced here. But if you're Rob Manfred and you're the 30 other owners, how the hell are you going to convince each other 
that a third baseball team in this state is going to work when you well, have you might, you might not have Raleigh, a third you might not have a third a second even it might if be the a Rays second. leave yeah. a second team why go down that route when Raleigh when Montreal. Charlotte when Nashville when Montreal when all these other cities are locked and loaded ready to take on a baseball team why go down that path and that's what I think is the, is the question here do you do you you look at what's happened in Florida and you look at the lack of attendance for baseball outside of spring training in Florida in both their two markets. And spring Tampa training and has left Orlando in the last three understood. years. Yes, understood. The 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 Braves are, have left and come to Sarasota. And so did the Nationals the, and Astros. The Astros and Nationals Baseball did as well. no longer understood. exists. Understood. But the, the Braves, before they moved, when they were at the Wild World of Sports, they had good attendance numbers. People went to those games. That's the only reason the argument works for Disney. People You're went to those games. You're already on Disney campus. That's what I'm so, saying. Man. Like, so if you integrate this is going to be built on the Disney it's, campus. It probably won't be. And you know what? If it's more of an intimate stadium like the Rays were looking at, where you're looking at maybe a 22,000 seat ballpark instead of, you know, you're never building 22. I understand. I'm just saying Baseball there are ways around that. it. And I think you're doing the city of Orlando a disservice, regardless of what your feelings are or other people about it. You're doing that city a disservice by not at least entertaining the idea. I do. I look, I, I've lived there. I understand it. I, I think Having been in Nashville almost as many times I've been to Orlando, okay, that city would do well with baseball. I don't know about Portland. Charlotte, maybe. Montreal, still out. I mean, there's still so much left to be desired. There's so many question marks with every city. Why not give the city of Orlando an opportunity? Why not look at it? Do your research. You know, look at the possibility of it. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying do it. Put a team there. It deserves to be there because it hasn't worked in Florida. Major League Baseball has not worked in Florida. That's a fact. It waste, just hasn't waste worked. Waste of time. The state has embarrassed itself when it comes to baseball. It's not happening. They're not coming here. Dirk Cutter is coming here, back here, after three marvelous years as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers head mar- coach. Marvelous was the, the uh, well, that's what James, adjective you used to use. You well, well Jameis, today during his press conference, you would have thought the two won a Super Bowl together, talking about the success they had together. Dirk's coming back as the Falcons offensive coordinator. By the way, one of the best passing offenses in the league, even though they're 3-7. and seven. Dirk's coming back, baby. How how do you define those three years? Confusing, um, frustrating. Because um, the talent was there, man. Purgatory. Yeah, pretty much. That's probably a good word to use, purgatory, because there is so much promise. I mean, what, what, was it nine and coming seven, off nine right? and the year seven, went nine and seven, right? And you're coming off that, and you're going, okay, this is the turning point. Jameis back to back four thousand yard seasons. Uh, Mike just got just freak. just got to get over that turnover trouble. Yeah, Mike Evans is a freak. You had defense uh, was really good. Defense, second half defense that year. was defense was very good. They had that Mike Smith turnaround. Yep. Those final six games of the year where they were the best in the NFL. He over was that about span. to get a head coaching yeah, job. I, they extended him. They extended things him. look great. It, everything everything was pointing to you made the right hire in Dirk. You got the right DC. You got the right quarterback. You got offensive skill. You got defensive skill, and then everything just went down the toilet. And I think. There were a lot of missteps that Dirk Cutter made. And I think part of it was, and we're seeing this with Bruce Arians now, is coddling Jameis Winston. He did not hold his quarterback accountable mm, enough. He did more than, than He did more than Bruce than does. Bruce, yes. I, I, he did more than Bruce. And he benched him a few times he, too. I understood. He benched him towards the end and after the suspension, after all that. That's when he benched him. He benched him at that point. After he had already had the off the field troubles and the Uber, you know, suspension and and the sexual assault allegations and Ryan Fitzpatrick and Fitzmagic, that's when he started to to have the inconsistency there with who was his starting quarterback. He said all the right things, but that's what I'd say. I'd say purgatory because Bucks fans were so teased that they were they were coming out on the other side of this, that there was something that was being built. And I'll tell you what, truly semi-derailed this team. 
the O.J. Howard draft. That draft where they had the opportunity to get Dalvin, Dalvin Cook in that first round and then turn around and get 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 another defensive player or something to, to back up that defense and improve it. They, that, having two tight ends, as, as successful as they were last year and Dirk Cutters last year, that royally screwed this franchise over. It was it was it is a draft that draft and the Hargraves draft that haunted them. Dalvin on and, the table, man, and and that's Dalvin on the that, table, and that's where I think it, you can't put it all on Dirk. And while Jameis said they had some great years, well, they didn't. I mean, they had that nine offensively. Year. They had some, they had some great years, years offensively, where they were they were one of the best offensive teams in football. And they still are this year. They still are this year because guess what? You still got two beasts there, and you've got Cam Brayton, OJ Howard, and you've got a good a, a good offensive standpoint weapons wise but that's why i'd say purgatory i mean how would you describe it because you've been in you were in those locker rooms more than i was those players actually really respected dirk there was a a fierce level of yeah, respect he never for lost dirk the locker room which was impressive um and even talking to guys after he was gone they they said we, we really like dirk as a person and, and most of them liked him as a coach too but you gotta win dude and, and they coming off the nine and seven they were there's bad they were bad the next two and it just it hasn't worked out. It hasn't worked out with Jameis. It's not working out now. The, def- the defense has been the bigger pro- – and that's the thing. You put everything on Jameis, 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 which is easy. First overall pick and the crap he's done off the field, he just becomes an easy target. It's been the defense the last five years that has been the Achilles heel. The turnovers are terrible for that offense, and that's a major problem. They're still putting up a monster amount of points. You can make the argument it's because – they're always down, and they the defense is let down a little bit, play a little softer, and, and they put up points. But you get games like the Rams, they, they led the entire time. They put up 50-plus. And, and you look at some of these offensive performances, until they fix this I thought defense, that Rams game was going to be the turnaround point for the season, too. After Going on the road to beat that team. It was great. But, I mean, that, I thought that was going to be. But now you look, team. maybe the, that Rams team isn't as good as that Super Bowl Rams team. They're in the playoff picture, and guess who yeah. isn't? The Bucs aren't. It's not good. I, Look, I don't think there's any any hard feelings toward Dirk. Um, I think it was a move this this franchise had to make. We we had the writing on the wall. Remember that, but there were there were some missteps. Uh, you know whether it was not being you know concise and 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 having you know a true starting quarterback that final year. Or remember in Chicago the whole Mike Smith comments that was really played that was that was played poorly by Dirk Cutter. Um, so there were some missteps, but overall. This franchise is in the same same exact position they were when Dirk Cutter was the head coach here. No change. Great offense, stinks on defense, not in playoff position, headed for a top 10 pick. That's where this team's been the last 10 years. Purgatory is a pretty good way to put it. Time for your favorite segment. Don't praise me, bro. This one, I've been waiting for this one for you because this, this is a joke. Go ahead. Lead it off then. No, who you got? I, oh, I, oh, you I, like mine? Yeah, I can't, can't wait for this one. So, don't praise me, bro. How many times have we... Had the NCAA as the the poster child. A lot. I think they should. This spot. This segment should be sponsored by the NCAA. The Don't Praise Me, Bro, sponsored by the NCAA. James Wiseman. They've been. They, they could not save face with suspending what could be the potential number one pick in the draft out of Memphis. So get this: the NCAA comes down and they say, "Okay, we're going to suspend Wiseman twelve total games based on uh, recruiting inducements his family received prior to enrolling at Memphis." Basically. He got paid to move to Memphis. He didn't have the he didn't have the money. The family didn't have the money to 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 move over there. So the NCAA, in addition to those those twelve game suspension, they also say that Wiseman must now pay just under twelve grand to a charity of his choice. By the way, that eleven thousand five hundred, the exact dollar amount the NCAA found was paid from Penny Hardaway to Wiseman's mother for moving expenses in two thousand and seventeen. 
I feel like they're just making crap up along the I, way. This one they made up. Like this one, they're like, all right, so what's the world? Okay, what can we do? How can we, you know, pay for play? Oh, we're talking about playing, paying players. Okay, what can we, you know what? Let's just make him somehow have this college kid somehow come up with $11,500 and pay a charity of his choice. Don't praise me. NCAA, every, it seems like every step you make, you are making an ass out of yourself. And you do it once again here. Yeah, this guy's going to be the potential number one overall pick. And guess what? So $11,500 check he can write in his sleep when he will eventually. What a joke this organization is, and they have been for such a long time. Don't praise me, bro. Stop making it up along the way and pay the players, and you won't have to worry about this crap. I'm staying within the NCAA for my don't praise me, bro. Social media clowns. After Penn State lost to Minnesota when they were in the playoff, looking like they were going to play for a potential national championship, the Nittany Lions go in, lose to the Gophers, row the boat, P.J. Fleck, get paid. Go with daddies. Afterwards, Penn State fans, and probably not fans too, who just had a little, little, little action on the game, decided that they were going to send death threats to Sean Clifford, the quarterback of Penn State, via social media. How many times now in life do people just pop on social media sitting in their parents' basement, living off their parents, being clowns, decide, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to shoot a, a death threat to one of these guys cuz well, I'm a loser. And in this day and age, is it not so easy to track these people? Like just with like a button like, "Hey, that dude's in his parents' basement. That dude's in his parents' basement. That dude Should you not go to First jail? All, the, these these guys are just th- these social media keyboard bullies are like, our world is such a worse place because of these people. Well, I mean, a person like that, you just... They're just cowards. Person they're to person, cowards. they get punched in the face. Yeah, but they're like, too afraid just, to, they're to... So don't praise me. All you people sitting at home, eating your popcorn and your cookies, while the athlete... And your peanuts like you. And your peanuts. Ooh, those were good. Those peanuts were good, although I did spill some. Stop sitting at home and telling a, a teenager... That you're going to kill him. Because it's disgusting. Grow up. Grow up, Peter Pan. Grow up, Peter Pan. Grow up, Peter Pan. Like we talked that. about uh, Disney. Yeah. Grow up, Peter Pan. Peter Pan, I like that. That's a, that's a decent ride at Disney, You like too. that? It is? Yeah. 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 You've, you've ridden that ride before, yeah, don't you? a long line last time I was there. I didn't go on it. Oh, that. because oh, you hate lines. And people. Love people. Hate lines. Gotcha. We don't do lines at Disney. But don't praise me. All you trolls out there. Hopefully you send some nice Twitter uh, inboxes to Ryan. At RY underscore Bass, at Justin WTSP, if you'd like to send some love our way, for a change, for a change, a little love our way on the uh, Twitter sphere. Or you could just knock Ryan for what he wears. 